Amanda from Ponte's Books here for another video on Chapter 3 from The Prince and the Pauper. Today we're going to be taking a look at a historical tidbit. So in Chapter 3, prior to Tom and Edward meeting for the first time, the chapter begins with Tom meandering through London without really paying too much attention to where he is. But as he's wandering, he's mentioning these different landmarks. So what I wanted to take a look at is, are these landmarks still around today? Could you walk that same route that he did? So our historical tidbit for today is, the, is Tudor London. Taking a look at what London was like in Tudor times. So the specific quote from The Prince and the Pauper, uh, again, it's kind of a long one because there's just a lot that gets mentioned and I wanted to cover it all. So by and by he, meaning Tom, found himself at Temple Bar. The Strand had ceased to be a country road then. Tom discovered Charing Village presently and rested himself at the beautiful cross built there by a bereaved king of earlier days. Then idled down a quiet, lovely road past the great cardinal's stately palace toward a far more might and majestic palace beyond Westminster. So that's from page eight. If you can tell from my ellipses in there, I cut out different parts, but I kind of included in my quote the different locations that he mentioned. So we'll take a look at those uh, and try and track his route that he walked to get to Westminster. So the first thing mentioned is Temple Bar. So in Tudor times, it likely would have looked similar to the picture on the left and today the picture on the right. So just to give a little bit of a history of this Temple Bar, it is not a bar or pub or anything like that. Uh, it is actually one of the original gates to London, named because it used to be uh, almost literally just a chain between two posts and another, a chain or a bar between two posts, so hence the bar part of its name. And then temple was because it was located near an area called the temple, which is um, where lawyers used to come together to kind of congregate and it was called the temple. So that was kind of where the name came from and right now the location of it isn't in exactly the same place as it originally was. It was actually rebuilt um, near I believe at St. Paul's Cathedral in London um, to where it looks like on the right but it has been kind of rebuilt a few times it also used to be the location for uh, some severed heads to display. There were a couple locations for things like that in London where the king could display the heads of his enemies. So that's Temple Bar. That's kind of the first stop that's on there. Then he mentions the Strand. Now the Strand is kind of tricky to show in a picture because it's essentially just a road. Uh, and it's still a road today, but we don't really have any pictures or drawings or paintings of what the Strand would have looked like in Tudor times. There might be some sketches somewhere, but there is this map, so it's kind of hard to see, but you can see uh, a label kind of right here where it has the, the Strand labeled uh, on the street. And so it's kind of the main road that goes through London, and it starts at Temple Bar. Um, now, nowadays, it starts at Temple Bar and goes on to um, Fleet Street is kind of the main area of it. Um, in the original drawing, it's kind of hard to see where it starts and stops. The modern day, you can still see the road that is labeled as Strand. Um, and if you look at the 
underground stops, uh, you can kind of see one that's named Temple and then one that's named Charing Cross, which is actually going to be our next stop that he mentions. So he talks about Charing Village. And so in Tudor times, again, it's more of an area than it is a physical building. So it's hard to show, but there is a map that shows Charing Cross. And uh, you can see on the map, I believe that's again, the location of the underground stop. It was named for that because there was a word in Old English and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it basically meant a bend. Um, and so it showed where there was a bend in the Thames River, which is the river that this street is kind of following along. And cross came from the fact that there was a cross located in that area that was pretty ornately decorated and made that area stand out. So that's the next thing to focus on. That cross was actually an Eleanor cross. So the Eleanor crosses were created by King Edward I. So in our story, we're looking at Edward VI. So this is Edward I. So this is quite a while before the times of the Prince and the Pauper. And so it was this ornately decorated cross that he made multiples of and placed them throughout the city along the route where his deceased wife had kind of been processed through London after her death. So they were in memory to her. So in the story, it mentions that he paused underneath the cross that was created by a bereaved king in earlier days. That's who he's referring to. That's this. Nowadays, this cross that used to be located in Charing is located again in a different location. And um, I believe it's a replica. It's not the original that was moved, but you can still kind of see what it originally would have looked like. You can see it's pretty ornate and beautiful. So then after that stop, his next mention is Westminster. So Westminster in the story, uh, from what I can tell, is described as the palace where Edward VI and Henry VIII are living. So Westminster in Tudor times, again, uh, not necessarily an exact picture that it would have looked like, but in um, earlier days, it actually used to be a palace where the kings and queens and royal families would stay. Uh, and then it was also had other things. There was an abbey, so like a church that was attached and as a part of that complex as well. Um, there was kind of a place where they would make official royal decisions as well. So it was a big kind of complex and it actually burnt down or the royal apartments part of it burnt down in the early 1500s and the Prince and the Pauper takes place in 1547. So I'm not really sure, again, history, that's not my main area of expertise, but it appears that Edward would not have actually been staying in Westminster. More likely it would have been Whitehall Palace or Hampton Court was their primary place of residence um, that was just outside of London. But in the story, it's Westminster. On the right, you can see what Westminster looks like today. Um, so there is, uh, I believe it's called the Elizabeth Tower, is the one that actually has Big Ben on it. This is also where Parliament is located, and there is still Westminster Abbey, that church. So there are still those areas still standing, although fires ravaged different parts of it and they had to be rebuilt. But the royal apartments where the royal family would have actually stayed no longer is standing. But that's the end of his route in the story. So if we take a look kind of on a, a Tudor style map, again, we see that starting point Temple Bar. He travels down the Strand, 
stops at Charing and then continues on to Westminster, where the palace is located, where he sees Edward. On a modern day map, we can see if we were to walk that route, and again, there's not really a temple bar in the same place anymore, so I did Temple Church, which is the same general area. Um, you would see that it would take about 30, 30 minutes to walk that particular route. So it was about a half hour walk that he took with some rest in the middle, so maybe it took him a little bit longer down to the Palace of Westminster. And I think that's pretty cool that you can still, you could walk that route if you wanted to. Obviously, it's a fictional story, so he didn't really walk that route, but it's cool to walk the history that some of these historical figures would have actually walked at the time. So speaking of maps, there's another really cool thing called Layers of London, where you can take a map of London and you can kind of choose a time period and lay it over a modern day map where you can compare uh, things that are going on. So what I've done here is I've actually selected, they have a Tudor map, which is a little bit before technically the time of the Prince and the Pauper, but most of it would probably be pretty similar. So what you can do is you can actually hide it if you wanna see just the normal grid uh, of a normal map, or you can have that overlay of the Tudor map. You can zoom in and see uh, the labels. So St. Paul's Cathedral, um, let's see if I can try and find our spot that we were just focusing on. Of course it can't. So, I mean, you could play around with it and find different things. So then they have these little landmarks that are on here where you can see uh, different things and you can compare whether they were on the old map and the new map. So it's pretty cool. I'd check it out if you like that sort of history stuff. But that's all for today. Have a good day.